At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Hey guys, this is Mitch again. Uh, so as I mentioned before, there was no Bruce and Rules going on this week. I'm sitting down with uh, Mark over at Lugan Project. I'll put all the info and stuff in the description if you're interested in getting more information on that and, you know, want to talk to him. Good guy, you know. Uh, yeah, so uh, let us know uh, what you think of this interview. I'm Mark. I'm Dutch. I've uh, played uh, like a wealth of different t- different TTRPGs. So like D&D, third edition, 3.5, skipped fourth, like one of those guys. Uh, fifth, um, Pathfinder first edition, and like Fate, Call of Cthulhu, Exalted, all, all that kind of. And the Lugon setting has been like a setting that I'm running two two games in it, uh, two different parties. Those parties are also interconnected, so they play at the same time in the same world. They can also like interact with each other and such. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's also cool because they don't, they, like every monster I use is not, uh, well, 95% of the monsters I use are not in the monster menu because I make it myself. So they never know what kind of thing they uh, <laughs> they encounter. Already fl- flushed out, uh, like uh, somebody that couldn't handle it. Like it, it was somebody that wanted to join for a couple of sessions. And they actually, uh, they, wanted to be able to search their enemies in the monster menu that and he could he, they they couldn't really how do you call it they, they, they couldn't handle getting uh, not not having that information uh, that was that was kind of an eye open yeah i've never seen the point of no like looking up is... because it, even even if you unless they have a weakness to fire or something like knowing the rest of the stats doesn't make it any easier you know no, but and, and like even if they have a vulnerability, like cheating it out in such a way is not fun, right? I mean, it's 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 way better, way more gratifying. Your character finds out. Like, okay, let's try different things. Ah, vulnerability to fire. Okay, let's go. So like they um, like one of the one of the creatures I have literally cannot swim. So they they went to try all kinds of different things, and then like by accident, it got thrown in water, and it just like instantly died. <laughs> then they were like, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> let's use this more often." <laughs> yeah, that only they, works on that one guy, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a whole like race of creatures, basically. But yeah, uh, but I digress. Um, yeah. 
name is Mark. I'm from Holland, TTRPGs. So yeah, um, did this all started like as a, like a homebrew kind of campaign setting thingy. Yeah. At one point, my player said, like, Mark, yeah. you, you know your player manual? Yeah. It's over 200 pages long. Oh. <laughs> Sh shouldn't it, like, look, shouldn't you do something with it? I, uh, okay. And then they prodded me for, like, three weeks in a row until I said, okay, fine, oh, fine, let's try it, see if people are interested in it. I started uh, like uh, at the start of this year. Worked my way up, like uh, changed uh, changed a couple of things, uh, made it more polished, and here's where we are now. About to post the first <sighs> like one shot from the setting. Got actual gorgeous art to go with it, so I'm. Uh, I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Plus, I know uh, art ain't cheap. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I'm... Uh, yeah. I've, uh, I've, I'm a I'm good amount of hundreds. In that part. But, well, I mean, you gotta... You gotta invest some to, uh, to make it pop. So. Mm-hmm. The artist, the artist, uh, one of the things that is getting the most attention for uh, for this setting. So, yeah, it's I the first thing you see mind. when you see a promo or something like. Indeed. Uh, plus, uh, I am like trickling it uh, over like the month, so I'm not like buying all this art at once. I'm just okay. This month I'm gonna pick one. That month I'm gonna pick one. So it's not that much of a stress on my. Or my like finances as a whole, so that's uh, that's good. Like the 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 more stressful was when my hard drive failed, and my backup with it. I would cry. I, I, <laughs> I did. I had to uh, send the hard drive to the data recovery services, like literally. So that that cost me like a hundred bucks. Uh, sorry, a thousand bucks. Oh. Yep. So, I was gonna say hundred bucks. That's not too bad. <laughs> no, no thousand. One k. So that that was that was that was, that was kind of miserable. But got everything back. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how come you are this interested? What's your uh, side of the story? <laughs> We're supposed to interview. Uh, I, I mean, I I just like. <sighs> reading about you know interesting lore and shit like that and i mean i've only got into D D like two years ago so it was already on 5e but uh yeah so you know fucking yeah. i after getting into this you know discord for uh hope's discord for the ttrpgs and talking to all you guys and seeing all sorts of cool ideas and oh yeah like that that discord is kind of the single most a beneficial thing that happened to the project, <laughs> kind of my side of things. There, there's a lot of knowledge on that server. Like, hot damn, there's a lot of knowledge on that server. So yeah, if you uh, if you have any like any, any questions or something or like yeah. want to build your own setting or your own system, like that, that's just the place to go. Yeah. So like for somebody who wants to build their own, like what's like the first step to creating your own world? 
like your feet. That's that's the most important part. Like, I've like you you've seen like you you can make a world and be like okay, I'm gonna put a magic tech here and like prehistoric like cultures there and it's all gonna be so cool. But that's gonna make it a mismatch of ideas with not love no single cohesive mm-hmm. strand in it. That's 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 like that that makes it non-interesting and raises a lot of questions and it's extremely hard to actually put something together that actually makes sense with regard. So, for example, Lugon's premise, Lugon's concept is magic and evolution. Everything, when turned back enough, goes back to that premise. So, for example, you have like elementals that wander the lands and such. Okay. Those elementals came from something. Those elementals are alive. How did they come there? Why are they there? Those all have like building blocks, history brackets that you can go back to. And then like, okay, this is why they're here. This is how they came to be. Because that is like the, the, the thing like I noticed with a lot of like fantasy settings is that the reason why something is there is very often because magic. Okay, sure. But how? <laughs> Explain. So for yeah. example, that is that is that is the premise that I went for to actually deepen out like that question. Um so you also see that like a lot of the more successful and interesting settings are those like with a good theme. So for example, if you have like a, a setting that that's all about naval exploration and such and, and, and ships and pirates, that's that's a good theme. Then like the, the that the world is built on that concept or uh post-apocalyptic uh on death uh scenarios for example like those put everything in one concept and are cohesive because of it that that would be the first step at least in my opinion i think there are a lot of opinions about that too, but <laughs> it, this is mine. It, it, it makes sense to me because it's like you know it's like you got like oh yeah you know we harry potter for example like it's in our real world with our real world technology, and these guys understand none of it despite living in it. Hey, wizards hidden in plain sight. Yeah. That's, 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 that's kind of like, I would say, one of the main concepts for, like, for that series book. But like, they don't understand like phones and crap like that, a lot of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, because uh, why would they? They've been hidden. Because they cannot like interact with the normal world, so they cannot make themselves known. So they're automatically isolated. Plus, yeah, you still got like all the the Muggleborns and stuff that yeah but they interact with. It's like why aren't they why aren't they learning from these people? Like why have technology when you can have magic? Look, there's faster ways to send a letter than owl. The, yeah, that's entirely true. Yeah, why they haven't? Why like look. <laughs> Harry Potter does have its like holes, <laughs> yeah. 
why don't send an email? <laughs> yeah, shoot me a text message, man, and not an owl post. <laughs> owl, I mean, come on, look, uh, podcast by owl. I mean, we're, we're talking now like in real time with like an ocean between us. You're not going to manage death by owl. Yeah. It'd be then like again, back and forth, seventeen-hour yeah. responses. And you know, you know what's also like weird? Like they they have the teleport transportation system. You know where they like jump into the hearth and then get teleported instantly somewhere else. Why don't they use that? Uh, yeah, that's to a good deliver question. the mail. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> they can teleport across continents instantly, and yet they use bloody owls. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, like, like yeah, that, that that's. Mm, I mean, suspension of disbelief is gonna be a thing anyway. But like every 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 setting, everything that has magic does have some like plot holes, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm sure that people will poke holes in Lugal eventually as well. I mean, I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a biologist myself, so I can I can get I can get far. Uh, in in making it like scientifically accurate, but <laughs> so I mean, do you use like your knowledge of biology to help make your creatures and? Oh yeah, yep. I'm uh, I'm a major in entomology, so uh, the biology of insects, uh, ecology, so how uh, food webs and uh, like in animals interact with their environment and such. And I've got quite some knowledge on behavior and evolution as well. So I've I've got a pretty good basis to be able to put together like a, a sort of like environment where like magic would make sense. But it's still magic. So I mean, <laughs> the problem about magic is that you cannot define it 100% because then it isn't magic. Mm-hmm. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, with your world, like, what's like the overall story to it? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, like you, you mentioned themes earlier. Like, what's the theme or you know the direction of your world? Or okay. So, like, the direction. If I would be able to sum it up in one word, it would be adaptation. Um. To start at the very beginning, like at in in the beginning of times, you know the drill. Uh, there was like nothing and only a big expanse, like a big sphere of energy, like magical energy. That was all there was. Before that, there was like nothing really. Well, however, energy wants to do something. It's not an inactive thing. So it started to coalesce to like thicken and change shape, kind of like how stars form. And from that magic, 
eventually, millions of millions of years later, came the first soul. So the first thing that had fought. And from that single being that had fought came others. So he, he like began to think, began to manipulate the magic, made more of his like his kind, that kind of thing. And then started to with those new people started to actually coalesce and influence that sphere of magic, creating uh, Lugol, its star, Steren, that it like circles, uh, circles around, that kind of thing. And for a while, everything was totally fine. Like they, they sparked the A rolls, sparked the whole thing. A rolls is the, the word for God in this setting. I purposefully changed it up because A rolls are less powerful than gods. They are creatures that have come into existence also by like partially coincidence and such. So they're not omnipotent. They're not omnipresent. They cannot smite you easily from above, that kind of thing. They also, for example, don't get more powerful with more warshippers. Uh, that also means that if nobody remembers them, they don't lose any power. For example, and those are like the the, the creatures that that build it. So they they build Lugon, and then they kind of shepherd it over it. But just like a construction worker makes a flat, that doesn't mean that the builder has like total control over that flat all of a sudden because he built it or he helped build it. So they're more like okay. We built this, let's see if we can, what we can do with this. So for a while, everything was all fine, hunky-dory, like the access magic that was left over after that creation was locked up within Lugon, put a lid on it, everything was fine, and people could use magic in those times, like normal D&D. So learn, uh, stronger spells have like, uh, yeah, didn't need any wind up or didn't need any tricks, further tricks to cast their spells. However, how magic casting works in Lugon is because the following: you magic is a substance here, so it's all around in the world. What you do when casting a spell, you draw magic in. Channel it, channel it through your soul, like some kind of mold. Then it comes out of the other end in a shape you desire, aka a spell. So what happened after a uh, after a good while? The prime arrow, so the first arrow that ever existed, made a mistake. The lid that kept all that magic contained exploded. All that magic came gushing out covering a good portion of Lugol, creating a literal sea of arcane energy in the middle of the continent. And too much magical energy, it's just like radiation. It will kill you if you're not careful. 
So everything for a good distance around that arcane sea also perished or mutated or something along those lines. Eventually they stopped it, but that sea is still was still there. Unable, the arrows were unable to easily clean that up without inflicting further damage. So they left it be. That was the a, the event called the saturation. The world got saturated with magic. So what happened afterwards? People that casted spells after that uh, disaster, even if they were far away from that sea, would notice that the concentration of magic in the air was many times more than was the case before. So when they now drew in magical energy, they drew in way too much, drew in way too much energy and tried to force it through that mold, their soul itself, causing that mold to break. Well, you can imagine if your soul breaks, you're toast. So one by one, those early spellcasters blew themselves up, going into a cataconic soulless state. But life always finds a way. So over the millennia that followed, with the help of the Aeros, some gentle magic, they began to find other ways to cast that magic. If like taking in too much was going to kill them, they would find ways to lessen that stress on their soul. So, for example, you have chain magic. Chain magic, they, they, there are four main kinds of magic. Those uh, kinds of magic all embody a certain principle. Chain magic, for example, embodies destruction. Chain magic chains spells together, starting with a low intensity. So just taking in like minuscule amount and letting your soul adapt to the incoming amount until you can ramp up your power. Ramp it up, ramp it up, ramp it up. Give your soul time to acclimate so you can use that energy around you to its fullest potential. So to put it into uh, mechanical terms, the first turn you cast a level one, then level two, level three, etc. Uh, then you have beacon magic. Beacon magic is creation. That is, okay, I'm repeating the small spells. Then if I have enough speed, follow it up with a big one. So that big one would, for example, be healing, making somebody's weapon uh, critically strike. But it does require setup. They're not buffs that can be applied instantly. So that's, for example, the support uh, caster of the group. Those are destruction and creation. One axis. One side of the two sides of the four. The other two are order with soul magic and chaos with caseomancy, with uh, flux magic. So chance-based magic, basically. 
what order what soul magic does is okay you know screw this look if i'm i'm not gonna adapt the amount of uh of magic I take in, I'm going to strengthen my soul. I'm going to train, I'm going to be disciplined, and I am going to last. So what they do is they go into a so-called mantra, they a stance, that allows them to immediately cast the spells of one school at full strength. However, only those of that school. If they want to switch around, they have to take that time, and then only then can they cast magic from another school. Sorry, another mantra. For example, you have the damaging spells mantra. And if they want to switch to healing, they are uh, they 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 lose a turn switching those mantras up. So you have to plan very carefully, which I think fits for something that uh, for a class. That prizes prizes itself in order. I gotta say, I like that one a lot. <laughs> like the soul magic. Yeah. Go yeah. big or go home. <laughs> oh yeah. Go big or go home. Oh wait, I am in the wrong mantra. Yeah, sucks to be you. Um, go and switch mantras for a round. Yeah, you lose a round. Well, you should have planned accordingly. Then. I've have uh, I have one player that's playing a uh, a disciple of anima. That's the class it's uh, it's bound to. He's the uh, one that is playing uh, playing it for quite a few levels. It's a great amount of fun. <laughs> and you also see uh, like okay okay, Jim Jim, I am now in this stance and this is my plan. I'm like sure. <laughs> you are planning. I, I I don't see a lot of players planning, and if my class kind of promotes planning, I'm all up for it. Go for it. I try to plan. Uh, <laughs> it, usually by the time my turn comes around, it don't matter no more, but, you know. Oh, yeah, but that, that's always the case. Okay, so we have a last one. Uh, Flux Magic gives you a monster, which is, okay, you know, I don't know what works. Let's experiment. So they are trying all kinds of different things, like a little bit of strengthening here, a little bit of tweaking intake there. And, well, it doesn't go right always. Uh, even uh, better, it doesn't go right uh for the first few spells. So for example, they have eight spell slots that the Keishu monster has. For those first four, he will get debuffs when he's casting his spells. He's still, like the flow of magic changes every day for them. They are trying to use that raw chaotic energy without actually molding it too much. So the first couple of spell slots, they, they get penalties on perception. They they Go, they get a little bit like dizzy, go a little bit cuckoo, you know, that kind of thing. However, the second part, so when they get above 50% their allotted spells for that day, they get an epiphany. They're like, okay, so this is how it works for now. Sure, I got the hang of this. Let's go. So those penalties drop away and they actually get boosts. They get like, uh, they get bonuses on the, 
uh, wisdom saving throws or will saves if you play Pathfinder. They they get bonuses to their like mental faculties and such. So they, they try something out until uh, at some point they find something that works and they keep it. So they're they're a little bit more of the the scientists, the the the, the experimenters of this uh, this whole game. Yeah, I feel like that gives you a lot of good uh, like role play kind of moments too out of it. Oh yeah, like, I am bad at role play. <laughs> I need to use. Uh, I mean, uh, that all comes with practice, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, look, if you have like a, a good group that also like takes you uh, takes you a little bit on that role playing journey, it uh, it's a lot easier. I've got uh, got a guy in my uh, in my group that's. Uh, yeah, a little bit shy on the roleplay part, but if you give him the right, if you give him the right prompt, or if you, uh, if one of the characters asks him for help, that kind of thing, then he goes like from being silent, and then he he has like the most like crazy ideas and most astute observations that I'm like, oh, ho, oh, oh. <laughs> ho, look, dude, I've worked like two hours on this puzzle. You can just solve this in five minutes. <laughs> What are you doing? And uh, that makes me puzzles that makes are always me... the most dangerous thing in a game. Oh yeah, yeah, because it, it might be something that a four year old could figure out in like twelve seconds, and you know you get like six adults on it, and nowhere. Mm-hmm. No, indeed. Or something you think is going to be super hard, and they f- solve it in like twelve seconds. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, kind of the 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 thing how how magic works and how the world is uh at the moment so like races adapted and built new ways of casting magic and of course like on a more primal level all the wildlife like new species of animal have evolved to be able to use this magic in their biology so some might have uh, developed organs that allow them to store static electricity and send out shocks at desired times, for example, to stun their prey. Or uh, to use that magical energy and transfer it into like actual energy that they can use to bolster their endurance, for example. Those kind of things. So like the animals also have uh, ways to be able to use that kind of thing. And if you pull that through and make that logical, you also get remarkably close with, for example, uh, okay, then how did creatures like dragons come to be? To if you uh, want to apply this in a other fancy setting. I am, myself, I am kind of dodging dragons for now. I have dragon-like beings, but not like actual dragon dragons as well. Those are uh, those are quite prevalent. <laughs> Everybody and their mom has dragons. <laughs> now on something else. <laughs> so, yeah. Dragons are cool. <laughs> yeah. Giant flying fire spitting lizards. Yes, okay, but how do they fire spit? How do they fly? Their 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 weight doesn't support Ah doesn't make sense. At least Magic. like with the and I will listen right here. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that's uh, 
<clears throat> sorry if it uh, took a little long, but that's that's kind of the the basic premise of it. If I uh, like the 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 beginning, like the 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 actual creation myth and how this all started. So would you say like all of your creatures are somehow affected by this big magical whoopsies they made, or uh, is no, just like those I've locals never... of the area kind of, or yeah. Like those that are uh, living in high density magic areas, uh, those are affected. But you also, like in the majority of the world, there is a lot of magic, but not enough that animals can adapt to it easily. So you still have your savannas with elephants and wildebeest and that kind of thing. But when you go to different places, and you go to a plains-like environment that was exposed to high levels of magic, maybe still is, then you will get into the weird uh, magical beast stuff. Then you get the the more, uh, well, quote-unquote spectacular enemies. Although, as a biologist, I am of the opinion that nature is always spectacular. But, yeah, that's why I'm a biologist. That sounds like a lot of fun to play in. Oh, it's it's yeah. I've got uh, like the one shot. It's not quite done yet. Uh, I just realized that I still have to put a few NPCs in. But after that, I'll uh, I'll send you a copy. Hell yeah! I'll uh, I'll definitely uh, spread the word on it too. Because well, that's half the reason I want to do these interviews. <laughs> uh huh. Hell yeah. Yeah, there are, uh, there are like races, uh, races in there. Uh, Pure view from the classes. So the first, uh, the first two levels are, uh, are playable. A couple of feats, um, like a nice bunch of lore, maps, all that kind of good stuff. And it's all free. <laughs> That's the best price. Yeah, it's the best price indeed. Yeah, now what are you going to be uh, putting that on like itch or? Uh, no, Kickstarter. Kickstarter? Mm. Yeah. Um, there has been, uh, like, I, I think Kickstarter would be doable. Uh, although, well, I am putting a time limit on it. Sure. But it, the Kickstarter does get a lot more traffic. Yeah, I only learned about itch like two months ago or something like that. So. Mm hmm. Yeah, H is uh, the 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 thing that I think H has that Kickstarter doesn't is that you can have um, your campaigns don't actually need a time limit. Well, it might be true, might not be true, but or the time limits are far longer, so you can actually take your time more. Then again, I am uh, also of the opinion like okay, I've I've worked on this long enough. <laughs> If I gotta wait for like a year to uh, to finance this, I'm probably going mad. <laughs> Plus, I I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> uh, using social media to actually keep up uh, interest like this is uh, it's hard. Is is kind of hard work. Yeah, like I've uh, like Lugon is now around 750 followers on Twitter, so it's not bad. I know, but it, it's uh, hell yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's a lot of work. Like you got also got to spread content and such. I mean, yeah, I yeah. don't 
I, I don't even have like Patreon or like Ko-Fi, which I might change because people have asked me if I have one of those platforms so they can actually also support in their own way. Yeah, uh, Ko-Fi's nice. Uh, you know, oh. people can do like a one-time donation or whatever and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, like there, there's a lot of people I'd love to just full on recurring payments off of Patreon, but I'm not made of money. So, <laughs> yeah, almost nobody is nowadays, especially yeah. with uh, with the Rona going around. Oh yeah, that's uh, definitely done <sighs> a number on things. But yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so what? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you get your. You're trying to get this one shot out soon. Are you going to do like a full setting book down the line, do you think? Or, <laughs> you know, release your full uh, 200 plus oh, pages? Uh, 200. <laughs> um, I like that Kickstarter is for the full setting book. So that uh, Kickstarter is going to contain a play manual, a DMG, and a bestiary. Probably bestiary. Bestiary might also depends on how much we uh, manage to rake in. But if yeah, we manage to rake in enough, they will be yeah, they will be free books. Otherwise, the monsters will be included in the DMG. But like the the baseline is to have about ninety to one hundred monsters, and uh, every every large stretch goal adds another twenty. I like that. Uh, then, uh, like, I think at full capacity, we'll be at around 180 different creatures, which will be amazing. Like, a good number of them are already, like, put to paper. I think I've got about... How many do I have? I think I'm already at 70. Something like that. So. <laughs> I, uh, I, I love making monsters. Like, making homebrewing monsters is fun. Yeah, I'm... Uh... Dabbling on there right now. That's great. So your uh, that's that's D and presume, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much all I've done. But I'm hoping to expand out at some point. But you know. Oh yeah. Like, look, if you uh, are interested in a uh, in a crash course Pathfinder, give me give me a call. <laughs> I've got a one shot that you could try. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, you said this is currently set for Pathfinder, and you're working on five E conversion, or uh, yeah, like this yeah. is set for Pathfinder. That's uh, where I'm most uh, most comfortable with. I can write for five E as well, but uh, somebody on my team is uh, is very pumped to actually transfer like uh, the one shot and eventually also like the whole setting book to five E. Also, to like increase the uh, the draw of the whole project, like having five V under our belt as well will be a pretty big boon. Yeah, plus you know the bigger market, the better. Yep. So yeah, it will be Pathfinder, Pathfinder First Edition, and D and D Fifth. Nice. And eventually, somewhere down the line, I don't know when. <laughs> But I'm I'm planning on maybe making it its own system as well. But that's that's a whole nother ballpark. Yeah, Only... I know a lot of people working on that, and uh, more power to them because I do not have that kind of patience <laughs> or intelligence or 
Ah, don't tell yourself that. Yeah. I'd end up I'd end up forgetting halfway in. I mean, you're you're home brewing as well, right? Yeah, a lot of it, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean like if you're home brewing you got uh, like you already got the drive to make something uh, make something special, so Yeah. <laughs> Wanting mm-hmm. to make something special and capable of making something special are <laughs> I've seen my art. <laughs> yeah, but look <laughs> If you have ideas, just like 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 build them out a little bit, and make sure you have like a concept and such, and then I don't know, throw down a message on the on the hope server, like hey, look, I've got a I've got this and this idea, I've got uh, a good uh, ten pages of concept. Would uh, somebody be willing to collaborate? Yeah, they've uh, uh they've been helping me build a. To what's quite honestly my favorite creature I've ever made. Uh, a sapient rock. You built, <laughs> you made a pet rock. Oh, no, I made a wizard rock. You made a wizard it, rock. It carries itself with mage hand. It can do spells. Uh, <laughs> it carries itself with mage hand. Oh, dear. Okay, check. Yeah, because uh, we don't we don't have like f- uh, a full party for this game that I'm going to be running soon. So mm-hmm. I, uh, how many pe- how many people do you have? Three at the moment, plus oh, my uh. NPC Rock. <laughs> oh my! I love him. I want to play oh, the yeah. game so bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess a pet rock though will be kind of uh, like a, a wizard rock will need a particular game to play it. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't decided if he's a wizard or a warlock, but he wants revenge on whoever either awakened him or yeah. turned him into one. He doesn't know. <laughs> Was I human once? I don't know. And neither do I. Yeah, I don't I, know I, how I, to... I haven't but... decided that far yet, but we'll see how the story goes. So, like, if he... Uh, if, he get, if he's a warlock, will his patron be, like, queen or something? I, I don't mean, know. Come I mean, on, it has to it has to be rock and roll, man. I, I'm I'm thinking it's got to be a wizard, just because I want him to have a whole lot of earth-based spells, mold earth, magic stone, catapult. <laughs> then he can catapult himself. Yeah, yeah. In a dire situation, he can use himself to cause attack damage for three d eight, but he takes damage too. So, uh, yep. <laughs> but it'd definitely be fun. Oh yes, that's the important part. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh definitely had fun talking about this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for feedback. So, like this this whole story I just told you. What's your first impression? Kind of makes me think a little of Final Fantasy VII, actually. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, because uh, in Final Fantasy VII, the, uh, a lot of the magic is formed out of Mako energy, which they condense into a physical form. And like when you were talking about how like, you know, there's like a big, basically, ocean of magic that's fucking everything up. That's kind of the first thing that my mind went to. Huh, nice. I, never even, I didn't even think about it. Huh. Sweet. I love that game. <laughs> Yeah, Final Fantasy VII is great. Sapphire. 
It's almost dinner time over here, so I'll be heading off. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to a monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on Rifts and Rules topics. Find us on social media on Twitter at Riftwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riftwake, and you can send us an email, riftsandrules at gmail.com. That's riftsandrules at gmail.com.